So the math I'm about to do in this episode is a little off, and I'm going to correct it before you hear it so that you know. It's not 30 seconds a day. It's 30 seconds an hour. So for every hour, it's 30 seconds. And that, 40 hours a week, comes out to 17.3 or 17.6 hours for the year. So I was close when I said 18 hours a year, but I meant 30 seconds an hour, which is still fucking nothing. But it adds up. To those of you that don't know me on a personal level or on a professional level, to those of you that maybe just listen to the podcast and have never worked with me before, you probably already assume that I sometimes question authority. And to those of you that have worked with me before and do know me on a personal and professional level, know for a fucking fact that I question authority all the time. Now... Why do I do that? Why do I question authority? Because I want to be a rebel? Because I'm a communist? No, not at all. I question authority because I genuinely want to know the reason for some of the rules that I come across. So for example, I used to work at this place called Pier 115 in Edgewater, New Jersey, um, as a financial consultant, not a chef. And when I would be on the expo line, there were these B&B plates, which are these small plates that, uh, they're called bread and butter plates, but there's these tiny little plates that are like, like saucers for coffee. We're in this spot on the line, on the expo line, where you like arrange the food to go out to the tables. It was really inconvenient for me personally because of the way I would have to reach to get the ticket. So I would reach to get the ticket and there'd be these stack of B&B plates there, just fucking in my way. So I would move them because it's, you know, obviously why would you just leave them there? I would move them. The next day I would come and they would be right back in that spot. So I thought it was weird, but I didn't say anything and I just moved them again. And for about a week this went on until finally one day I knocked them over and I got pissed. And I said to the food runner, I said, why the fuck are these plates here? And he goes, because that's the rule. And right there and then, or at any, any point in time that somebody says that to me, that's the rule. I immediately, because first of all, if I'm questioning something, it's because I want to know the reason for why it's there. And for somebody telling me that that's the rule, obviously my next question is going to be, why is that the rule? Because I didn't ask to see if that was the rule or not. I just said, I want to know why they're here. I don't care if it's a rule. Just tell me why. Now, there are people, and I've known them personally, that will tell you because I fucking said so. And if you don't like it, you can get the fuck out of the kitchen. And to which I would respond, okay. And then I would decide if I wanted to leave or not, or just abide by the rule without knowing why it exists. Depending upon my position, my necessity for money, and my, you know, overall mood, I guess, I would make that decision to myself. Sometimes there are people that would answer it because we've always done it this way. Valid point, fair enough. What then I would ask, what is always? Is always what, the Mesozoic era? You know, like since, what do you mean was always? You haven't been alive for always. You haven't been working here for always. What's always? As long as I've been here. Understood, valid point. You got your job here. You were told, 
that the rule is you put these plates here and you didn't question it because you're not the kind of person to question authority. Maybe you didn't care. Maybe you didn't give a fuck. Maybe you just wanted to put the plates there and somebody told you, no, they go here. And you're, okay, I'll put the plates on my head if you want me, if you tell me to, whatever. No, and that's fine. That's totally understandable. I would then track down the reason for why and what always is and why originally this rule was instated. Now, there are people in this world, believe it or not, that are not the best people as it comes to caring about others. So, for example, say you're a, in a position of power and you make a rule that helps you live your life or work your job, do your job better, more efficiently. But that doesn't necessarily vibe with everyone that's working with you. It vibes with you and everyone will have to work around it because you're the boss. And although it is helping you do your job better as a boss, thus doing it for the well-being of the guest, the customer, who you're here to, that's who pays the bills. Okay, so that rule that you instated helps you do your job, in turn makes the house guest happier. Understood, people will work around that because they understand that that is that's why it's in place, including myself. Right? So if I was told that the reason these plates are here is because of blah, 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 and it was a valid point, I would say, okay, and I would work around those plates like everyone else would. But if the reason for that rule is because we've always worked here, that's how we've always done it, I'm going to track down the origin of this rule. And in this particular case, the origin was because the person that stated this rule was uh, eight inches shorter than I am. He was a sm- shorter individual and if the plates were anywhere else he wouldn't be able to reach them and the way he reached the tickets where he didn't even put it on the same rail as i put them on because he couldn't reach the rail he couldn't even reach past the plates so reaching the rail was like he would have to get a step ladder and for me because i'm taller and my arms are longer the plates are in my way so this person that instated this rule has been away from the company like for years five, six years he hasn't been working with the company, but the rule remained. The person left, but the rule stays because people, that's how, always, that's how they've always done it. New people get hired. They're taught to abide by this rule because that's the rule. and Nobody really knows why anymore because the person's gone, but yet they do it until someone like me comes along and says, why? So then people are calling me crazy. They always call me crazy. Everyone calls me crazy. And I'm standing there looking at them like they're fucking crazy. And they're asking me, why am I crazy? But in reality, it's not really me that being the crazy one. It's just me wanting to know why we're doing it this way. And nobody could tell me concretely, you know, concisely why. I had to track down the owner. And the owner told me that, you know, this guy so-and-so put, it, put this rule into effect because he couldn't reach the plates. So I asked the owner, like, do you care where the plates go? The owner said, I don't give a fuck where the plates go. Put the plates on your head for all I care. You're the boss. Do whatever you want. And I said, okay, got it. So I moved the plates. I changed the rule. It was a big uproar. These, these B&B plates in a restaurant. It was the biggest fucking... You would think that, like, people just overthrew a government. Or I overthrew the government. Meanwhile, it was just some short guy that couldn't reach the fucking plates. Now I'm taller, so, you know, he's not even here. He hasn't worked for the company in years. Nobody even knows who he is, you know? <laughs> So what I say to people is whenever I make a rule, whenever I make a um, direction for somebody to follow, for example, not being on your phone at work, okay, is because there's a rule, there's a reason behind it. And 
when I don't explain the reason for the rule that I make, it's because I think that it's obvious for why that rule exists. Now, I'm not a mind reader, nor are you, I don't think, nor do I expect you to be, which is if you don't see, obviously, why the rule exists, I don't ask you to, I implore you. Like, I'm telling you to ask me or someone why that rule exists. Simply for the fact that I would, because I would want to know. But if you're going to question authority, be prepared for authority to be correct. Meaning if you're going to question why the rule exists and you're given a valid reason for why that rule exists and you know that it's a valid reason, you, you have to follow the rule. Because th- there's a reason for, for it existing the way it does. Right? Very rarely do I make a rule and I don't explain myself in one way or another. So, for example, let's, let's do the phone thing. All right, so we have, a, have an employee, a couple employees actually, that uh, we work with now that are on their phones. Uh, and I would, I'm breaking them down, I'm breaking it down to them in this podcast because I feel like it's, I'm more collected and I've actually thought this through in an explanation that I think would be sufficient for everybody to understand and agree. If you disagree, then please tell me and we'll go from there. Because like I said, maybe my rules are a little bit biased to my well-being in the workplace. It's possible. I'm not against that. And if it's the truth, then I will change the rule for myself and I'll figure it out. But it is what it is. So the phone thing is like this. Say, for example, you're on your phone for 30 seconds, 30 seconds every day that you work. So the company that you're working for pays you money to show up, to clock in, and to do things that the company asks you to do. Not me, but the company. There's other things that the company asks that you not do. Okay? So you standing there not doing anything is better than you standing there not doing anything on your phone. Why? A couple of reasons. The first reason, let's stick with this 30-second thing. So every day that you work, let's say you work five days a week, well, now maybe less, which is, I'll also tell you why. So let's say you work five days a week, so that's four minutes, right? Four minutes a week. Four minutes a week that you're on your phone. Nothing, it's nothing. Four minutes is nothing, right? Four weeks in a month, that's 16 minutes a month. 12 months a year, that's almost, what? That's more than two hours, right? Hang on, am I doing my math right? Hang on a second. So it's four minutes a day, five days a week, right? Five days a week, so that's four minutes a day. That's 20 minutes a week. 20 minutes a week, right? Times 52 weeks. 20 times five is 100, right? So it's about 100 and what? 160 minutes, 150 minutes, whatever it is. Let's say it's, it's, it's let's say it's 18. I think, I think I did the math before. It's like 18 hours a year. So for 18 hours a year, a year, you're on your phone. If you're checking your phone 30 seconds for every day that you work. Okay. Now say you're in a competition, uh, chopped or top chef, whatever, what have you. And the, the mission is to take the recipe book of the restaurant that you work in and to execute as many recipes as you possibly can in those 18 hours. Just 18 hours. You had two days, two nine-hour shifts or whatever, four, four and a half-hour shifts to execute as many recipes in the book as you can. 
and there's a $10,000 bonus for the person that does it and there's an extra $20,000 bonus, that's 30 grand if you could complete all the recipes within that time. Okay, so you get 10, 10 grand for just doing as many as you can but if you can finish all of them, you get 20 grand. Would you be able to do that and get a 30,000, hypothetically speaking? The answer is yes. Anybody could because if you're a culinary professional, if you're just starting out, it's an easy. You could probably do it way quicker than that. But let's say, for example, you can do it just in time, so you could finish the entire recipe book in the 18 hours that it would take you to do so. Okay, so now those 18 hours, although it is 30 seconds a day, are spread out evenly over a year. But there's still 18 hours, and there's still all those recipes being completed. So within the year, you've completed all those recipes. Now, if you haven't completed those recipes or you haven't done those tasks, those tasks will still need to be done one way or another throughout that year. Meaning, if you don't do them, someone else has to do them. So someone that never checks their phone will come into a station that is in disarray, that is not prepared for, that is, you know, that person will feel like the person working before them completely fucked them over. And then in turn, they would be playing the entire day catching up because the work wasn't done, for example. And then they wouldn't have time to set the station up the way they would like because they took the time to complete the work that wasn't done on top of doing what they're doing. You work the next shift, you come in, and the station is fucked in disarray again because the person tried to do it, but they couldn't because it's just not enough time. So you get upset about it. This motherfucker, again, he fucked me over. And you, you know, whip out your phone and text your friend about it. You understand? So you, in this, in this scenario that I just painted, you are the cause of your own frustration. And believe it or not, although this is a cut and dry hypothetical scenario, if you really apply to it to real life perspective, it is exactly how it is. Because the recipes will still need to be done. I know it's going to take a year, but it's still there. The work is still there. And you not doing something that the company wants you to be doing is hindering your own progress. Because if you did that, if you weren't on your phone and you did all those recipes, the person would come into a stock station, they'd be able to work their shift and leave the station the way they found it. It would be much easier for them to do so. Forget Frustrations aside. And now the people that are going to right now uproar and say, well, they never did anything for me. Why should I do it for them? You shouldn't. If that's how you feel, please. You're, I'm not, who am I to tell you how to feel? No one. Don't do it for them. Do it for yourself. Do it so that you can look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say that I followed these rules, not because they were told to me and I was forced to follow the rules, but I choose to follow the rules because I respect the rules and the reasons for the rules being there. Now, why is it better for you to stand around and not do anything at all rather than be on your phone? Because that those 18 hours that you would be on your phone... It's just you. The people that are around you, I don't know if you've noticed, some of them probably do, you know, have the same transgressions, but for the most part, they don't, are not on their phones. They're standing there, maybe they're not doing anything. Maybe they're doing something slowly, but they're not on their phones. Why? Because they know that there's a rule that says they shouldn't be on their phone. And they're not, but you are. And now they've worked here longer than you, and now they're looking at you, And they're looking at me and they're thinking to themselves, why is he not telling her or him to put their phone away? Why do I have to not use my phone, but this person can use their phone? And it creates 
an un- imbalance. Some people would just kind of be frustrated about it and continue to do with what they're doing, but in a less positive mood, which I also don't like, but whatever. And other people would just follow suit and they would start whipping out their phones. And then next thing you know, you come into a shift and nothing's ready in any station. And it's a busy shift and you all get fucked. And you all wonder, you're standing there scratching your heads, what the fuck happened? How was nothing ready? Well, because one person took it upon themselves to not ask why these rules exist, but to take action against them. Like uniforms. Uniforms. So, for example, say the, the place that I work, they give out uniforms. They're like these black t-shirts, black pants. You know, you can bring your own pants and a hat or a hairnet. But a hat is preferable because it's a uniform. Now, if you break down the word uniform, uniform, one form, meaning everybody looks the same. Why does everybody need to look the same? Is it because I'm a tyrant and I want everybody to wear black shirts? No. I need everybody to look the same because I need everybody to understand that nobody in that kitchen is better than anyone else, nor is anybody worse than anyone else. And the reason that my uniform is slightly different than yours is because I have the responsibility of ensuring that everyone else is in uniform. And I don't mean in uniform like in the uniform. I mean in uniform, in the same form. Because if, God forbid, something happened to you and you choked on something and you were laying there almost lifeless, I would be just as quick to give you CPR as anyone else. If you, God forbid, you hurt yourself, I would call 911 just as quickly as I would for anyone else. There's no difference there. You are not better. You are not worse than anyone else in the kitchen, which is why the uniform rule exists. Now, there's two ways or three ways you can go about this. You can say, hey, the uniform that you issued doesn't fit me. I don't feel good in it. I don't look good in it. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like any of this. Please help me. I would like to follow the rules, but I can't do it comfortably knowing that, you know, feeling good about myself. What you're doing here is you're taking the responsibility that I have to make sure everyone's in uniform and you're posing a challenge. You're saying that I can't function with this rule in the way you want me to function because I don't feel right. So now, as the person who wears the other uniform, it would be up to me to make sure that you are uniform and you feel that you're following the rules because you know the reason and you agree with it. I would come up with a way for you to work it out. Would I let you wear whatever you wanted to wear? Probably not. I would still somehow manage to make you in the uniform if I had to go and make the t-shirt myself or buy it or have you buy a t-shirt and put the logo on it, whatever it is. I would try to make it as close to possible to uniform. Right? You can, that's one way. The other way you could go about it is just to not wear the uniform. You could just wear whatever you want to wear in an effort of communicating to me that I don't like the uniforms that you have. I feel that I should wear these clothes, which is a way of communication. I don't think that it's the best way of communication, but it is still a way of communicating to me that you don't want to do this. So maybe I would come up and I would say, hey, do you have a problem with the uniform? Is there something wrong? And then you still don't want to tell me, but you, so you're like, no, it's, it's okay, I'll wear it. And then you wear the uniform for a day or two, and then you go back to your other ways. And I'll tell you again, and then you do it again. So the third time, I would think, is, is the fuck you. The second time is kind of like, a, eh, but the third time, if you did it, that's a, like a subtle fuck you. And this is why, like, say, for example, you wanted to impress somebody at your job. Say you, you liked somebody romantically and you wanted to impress that person and you happen to work with them. And that person happened to ask you just not to be on your phone. 
please. And you really wanted to wholeheartedly impress them because you like them. You want to, you know, date them and stuff. Every time they walked by, they saw you on the phone. That wouldn't happen because if you wanted to impress them, you would make sure that you weren't on your phone because you wanted to show them that you're listening to what they're saying and you respect their decisions. Now, I'm not telling you that you should be attracted to me by any means. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay? What I'm saying is that you not doing it despite me asking you is the fuck you because if the person that you like asked you to do it and you still disobeyed them you would feel like to them you're saying fuck you that's why you wouldn't do it because you don't want them to think that you're telling them fuck you because you like them which is the same thing that's why i take it as a fuck you not because i don't think you like me or not like me it's because i asked you to do it and you're blatantly saying no so that's the way you've chosen to communicate that you don't want to follow this rule. Fine. Well, in that case, I will communicate back to you that if you don't follow the rule, I do not want to have the extra responsibility of making sure just you are following the rule because everyone else is. So what I'll do is I'll make sure that you're not at the restaurant often enough for me to care. So instead of five days, you'll get three days, maybe two. And then you'll ask me, well, why do I have only three days? And I'll tell you, in a way that hopefully you can understand because up to this point we've been communicating via actions you defy the uniform by wearing what you want and I give you the shifts that I think that you deserve for that that's it if of course I gave you shifts that I thought you deserved and you didn't think that was right and you came up to me and you again communicated and you said hey I'm following your rules I'm wearing a uniform not on my phone why do I have three days I would have no answer for you because I honestly don't want to single anyone out. I don't want to pick on anybody. I'm not trying to bully anyone. You know what I mean? At all. In fact, I want everyone to have five days and be happy where they work. But I would rather have the people working with me that I don't have to worry about that with. So if I have 10 people that are ready to come into work, not be on their phones and be in the uniform, even if they don't like it, they could work with, I could work with them and, you know, whatever it is. want to make you feel comfortable. I would rather have them than you. Because even if they're not as good as you at what you do, at least they're not that extra headache that I do not need because I have a thousand other things to do. And every time I walk by, the person that is not a uniform on their phone is kind of telling me, one, fuck you, you know? And two, everyone else is looking at them like, why why does that person get to do whatever they want? And I don't. So that kind of, you know, the, the more honorable the ones that do respect themselves won't actually take that and stoop to the level and continue doing what you're doing and follow suit. They'll just stand there and be a little bit frustrated and maybe question me a little bit more. But the other ones will just continue doing it and that's how you, you know, that's why a team doesn't work. A team doesn't work because people don't mesh well together with each other. And the people that don't mesh well together with each other usually blame each other for shit. And the reason that they blame each other for shit is because they don't respect themselves. So it is possible to respect somebody and not respect yourself. But it is not possible to be respected by someone if you don't respect yourself. Nobody will respect you if you don't respect yourself. And the way to respect yourself is to leave work every day, be able to come home, look yourself in the mirror and say that I did what I think is right because these are the rules and I agree with them. And if you don't think that the rules are correct 
ask. And if I didn't give you a reason for why the rules I made is because I thought that it was obvious. But if it's not, I will be more than happy to tell you why rules exist. And if I can't give you that answer, then I'm going to find out why the rules exist. And if I disagree with the original reason for why the rules exist, I will change them just like I did the plates. And it will be a big coup d'etat and everyone's, oh my God, he moved the plates, the sacred plates, (laughs) you know? So those are a couple of things that I would just like to point out as to why certain things happen the way they do. I'm not picking anyone out of the pack, but it's almost like they are picking themselves out because I can't help but to not notice. No one has said anything to me about it. I notice it myself. And it's something that's like, okay, so now what about emergencies? You know, I have something, my, uh, my cousin's moving with his dog and I have to be, I have to check my phone, yada, yada, yada. And then the hypocrisy thing, well, I see you on your phone and it's true. Sometimes at work, I am on my phone. But if you've ever noticed me pulling out my phone, what I do is I put it on the expo line in front of me, face down, I mean, face up, I mean, so that everybody can see what I'm doing on my phone. The reason I do that is because there's only three things that I look at my phone on, on the line. Now, I'm not perfect. Yes, maybe there'll be a time where I answer my daughter's phone call, but what I'll do is I'll pick it up and I'll immediately walk off the line. Usually when I'm on the phone, it's because I'm either checking hot schedules, which is directly related to work. I'm checking open table, which is directly related to work, or I'm answering a question or writing an email with, a, with an order or talking to one of the people that I work with, like my boss or their boss, is because it's directly related to work. The reason I put my phone down so everybody can see it is because I want everybody to see that I'm on my phone working. Uh, Because I want people to understand that if I'm pulling out my phone and I'm putting it like that, it doesn't give you a signal to now disobey the rule that's in place and go check Twitter. Oh, Dimitri's on his phone. I can do whatever. Let me check Twitter real quick. No, that's not what I'm doing. And, and... If you suspect that I might not be doing that, I, again, implore you, don't ask you, I'm directing you to come up to me, look over my shoulder, look at what I'm doing on my phone. And if I'm not doing something that's related to work, I want you to call me out. Chef, you told me I can't be on my phone, but you're over here on Facebook. What gives? If everyone that's worked with me knows me at this point, you know that I would not say because I fucking said so. Although... That is definitely a response that I can give and nothing will happen to me for it. Maybe somebody will call HR and then HR will tell me not to say that anymore because it's mean and somebody got offended. And I'll laugh and I'll say, of course, yeah, sure. And I'll do it, I'll oblige. But if someone says, you know, why can't I be on my phone? Because I fucking said so. And if you don't like it, you can get the fuck out of my kitchen. Which is not the best response to give to anyone, but it is definitely a response that I've heard given before and definitely a response that I am able to give as you have just heard me say it. Now, I didn't mean it just now, but I can. I'd rather not. Because I'm the kind of person that if I give you a rule, I will give you the valid reason that I believe the rule exists. And if you don't like it, or if you don't agree with it, you could tell me that and we'll work around it. Or I could explain to you further why it's necessary for me and the company for this to happen the way it does. Now, the whole 18 hours a year thing is a perfect example. 30 seconds a day doesn't seem like much, although I know for a fact that everyone that's listening to me right now checks their phone for way more than 30 seconds a day, which means it's way more than 18 hours a year, which means it's way more than one recipe book completed. And like I said, if you don't do it today, it still has to be done. 
at the end of the year, those recipes will be incomplete. Somebody else would have had to pick up the slack. Somebody frustrated that they didn't have to do it because it could have been done by you, yada, yada, yada. It goes on and forth. So essentially, if you being on your phone is the reason that you're mad every day that you walk in and nothing's ready. Not because the person wants to fuck you over. It's because the person doesn't feel like the person that worked before them did anything because it's, they didn't. And if the person's a good worker and they're more efficient <coughs> and they don't check their phone, they'll pick up your slack, do their job. You'll come into a full station. You'll think nothing needs to be done. You'll pull out your phone. So essentially, at the end of the day, you're still the, your own cause of the problem, regardless of how good or bad everyone else is that you're working with. That's what I want you to understand. I agree with you that if you don't like a rule, your way of communicating that you don't like a rule or you don't agree with it is to defy it and break the rule. Because that's what I do. If nobody can tell me a reason for why a rule exists, and I think that there's a better way for it, I just do it. Because nobody could tell me why I can't. When I moved the plates, the person that moved it back was a busboy that didn't know why the plates went there in the first place. He just knew that that's where they went. He didn't know why. He just they was told that that's where they went. And every day he came, or every night he came in, they were moved because I moved them. And he'd be like, what the fuck? And he would think just, just like I did when I walked in. I was like, why the fuck are these plates here? And he would come in and be like, why the fuck are these plates not here? And we would have this like back and forth chess match or checkers match, I guess, about these fucking plates. Until finally I asked him, like, what, what the fuck, man? And he told me, that's the way we've always done it. Now, when people tell me that, that's the way we've always done it, I love that. I love when people tell me that because usually it means they've been doing it wrong for that amount of time. How long have you been doing this for? 20 years? Let me tell you something. You've been doing it wrong for 20 years. Because if you can't tell me why you're doing it, but you're doing it, I understand you because those are the rules, but I'm telling you right now that if you can't tell me why, I don't give a fuck why you're doing it. <laughs> you, know? you can't tell me that's because that's the way you've always done it and expect me to respect that. Because if you don't know why you're doing something, you're not really respecting yourself. You're just following orders blindly. Which is why I don't think I would be good in the military because I would ask way too many questions. And if I didn't agree with them, I couldn't. For example, today, I noticed one of the containers of steak was labeled that it was packed on October 2023. Several months ago, this steak was put in a cryovac and put in a box. And it was sent to our restaurant a few days ago. So the steak has been off the cow for God knows how long, but it's been in this cryovac for months now. So I immediately email the rep. I include my the, the vice president of culinary, the executive chef, his boss, everyone's boss, I, because it was, I was directed to do so. And I said, please issue, this is what I said, verbatim, please issue a credit for this case because it was packed on the 23rd i mean on october 2023 and you know arrange for it to be picked up so now i I would think that that would be sufficient enough for the person that sent me this bullshit would say oh my god i'm so sorry i don't know how that got by me of course yes i'll pick it up you got it you want another one to replace it or something not only did the person not do that the person acknowledged the fact that he sent me bullshit steak from october And he tried to excuse it by saying that it was frozen and it was slacked from the freezer. So it's not really old. I don't know. I mean, I guess the freezing stuff slows down the molecules, but it doesn't stop time. So, I mean, the meat is still that old. It's just been that old and cold, which is, I guess, even worse. Because, and the thing is... When I looked inside the box, the meat definitely suggested that it was from fucking October because it looked like shit. I wouldn't serve that to my enemy. 
I wouldn't serve it out of the principle. I don't care if my, if my boss told me, I want you to serve that meat. I would say, I'm sorry, sir or miss. I will, I will serve that meat, but I, I would like you to serve the first slice. I want you to take the meat out of that box, show me how you want me to cook it, slice it, put it on a plate, send it out to a guest, and I wanna watch you do it. And then after watching you do it, then I will be happy to do that because I'm following in the suit of my superior. But nobody in their right mind that calls himself a culinary professional will serve that piece of meat to a, to a guest. And in fact, after I watched my boss do it, I probably still wouldn't do it because if I, you know what, I see why you did, I see that you did that, I, I respect you for that, but I don't want to be associated with serving that to a guest. Forget about where I'm working. Forget about the standards of the restaurant that I work for. Forget about the anything. Me, Dimitri, I don't want to be associated with giving that to someone, knowing what it is. Now, if I'm off and somebody fucking serves it and I don't know about it, I don't know about it. I'm still, I still, I'm still against it, but I didn't know that it went out. If I'm consciously knowing that it's shit and I'm not going to give shit to the guests, I don't care where I am. I don't care who's paying me, period, because I respect myself and I'm not going to do that. So like when I read that email and he was trying to excuse it, I literally almost wrote back to him, are you fucking kidding me? For all the VPs and all the corporate peoples to see that I'm cursing this guy out. <laughs> but tomorrow what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a picture of the meat and I'm going to say, although I do appreciate the lesson in refrigeration, I would really, you know, I would really appreciate you following my original request and sending the credit issue and picking it up. And I don't even want to throw it out. I want you to come and pick it up because I want you to pick it up because since it's okay for me to serve it to the guests that you think because it was frozen, then it's certainly okay for you to spend two, two more days since it's been here since October and pick it up and give it to the next person that would maybe take it or overlook it or not care to serve it to their guests. But I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to throw it out because you said, and now that's the thing though, if he goes, oh, okay, just throw it out, that's even worse. Because now you're saying, I know it's garbage, I gave you garbage, and now you could throw it out if you won't take it because it's obviously that it's garbage. So that's just like the biggest fuck you ever. I honestly don't know what the VPs or the other ones, they're probably all waiting for my response. And I didn't take the picture of the steak because I honestly thought me saying that it's been packed on October would ring a bell and be like, okay, he's not going to accept it. Because so somebody fucking let it slip by. And this, the other way I know is, is because the company that sends us these steaks, they have a packed on date and then a separate sticker with a delivery date. So usually they're packed two or three days before they're delivered which is understandable. This one was packed four months before it was delivered, but the delivery date sticker conveniently is not on the box. The delivery, that, the date that it was delivered is on the box because we mark it with a marker to verify. But the sticker, the second sticker is conveniently not there. So, so whoever sent it knew what they were fucking doing and they did it anyway. So I want that, like, that's, that's, that's the shit of it. And I, I fucking texted Beck and I was like, Beck, is this, uh, if this is a social experiment or a prank slash test, because that would make more sense than this fucking person thinking I'm Helen Keller with Asperger's. Because I mean, like, like how fucking stupid do you or how careless do you think I am or how much lack of self-respect do you think I have to consciously serve that to a guest, have them pay? For, I wouldn't even serve it to a guest if it was for free. If the guest said, you know what? I don't care. Give me the shitty meat. Charge me for it. I wouldn't even be like, you know what, I'll give it to you, but I won't charge you for it. No, I'm not going to give you that meat because I would rather tell my guest and be honest with them and tell you, I don't have what you want, but I have all these, I have all these other things that you might like, but I don't have what you want because the, what I have is not 
up to par. Or actually, what I had is not up to par because I had already sent it back. Because if I still have it, then the guest might see it and think there's a chance that I'm going to serve it to him. I'm not. Not for free, not for one dollar, not if they paid me to do it, not if I paid them to do it. I, would not, I don't want to be associated with giving that to anyone. Much less a paying guest. Rules are there for a reason. And if you don't know the reason, you should definitely ask. And if you're ready to communicate by defying the rules, be ready for the person that made the rules to communicate back by defying you. Here's another quick thing. I would show you what I would have for you. The utmost respect if you told me one day, Chef, I need to step off the line and check my phone real quick. If those words came out of your mouth and then you stepped off the line and checked the phone, that would definitely grow my respect for you because that would tell me that you agree and you still need to check your phone, but you're asking permission to go and do it. I would say, unless we were slammed and I'd be like, well, chill, you know, (laughs) I would tell you, of course, take your time, do whatever you got to do. And then you go offline and you, wherever you want to go. But the whole point is, is that you standing there on your phone in front of everyone else is not only a fuck you to me, it's also a fuck you to everyone that's following the rules. Because in their face, you're saying, fuck all y'all. I do what I want. Unfortunately, that's not how I like to operate. So I'm going to have to combat that with podcast episodes or whatever it is. I really don't want to cut people's hours, but sometimes that's the only way to communicate because that's the way they've chosen to communicate. And I think that that's the only way they understand. You know? Like, for example, Everace. Everace, I, uh, whenever I'm at work, sometimes I, I text them. Boiler 2, right? I, I text him, and he answers within, like, two or three minutes. So I know he's at work. I'm not at work, and I'll text him something, and he answers right away, which means he saw the message, he took the time to answer it, and he sent me a message back. When I'm working, I've never seen him on his phone. Not once. So I don't know how he does it. Maybe he's got the neural link, and he sends it to me telepathically through my phone, but I've never seen him on the phone, and the guy answers right away. So there's definitely a way to do it where nobody sees you, but I also think that he might just step off the line and do it, or, you know, whatever it is. But to have it, you know, like, it's just like, you think about it. Like, the way it looks from my shoes is just like, like, like a total fuck you. And I don't, I don't like when people tell me to fuck you, because that's not nice. Just, just don't be a dick. That's my whole motto in life in general. 